Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Audio Vault on 941 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Mahomes takes a knee, and that is it. The Kansas City Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in the last five years. Viva Las Vegas for KC. They've done it again. Ian Eagle on the call. Yep, the Chiefs are going back, looking to uh, solidify the golden age of Chiefs football is this uh, and well, will it be considered a dynasty let's talk about it with one who would know Steven Serta of Arrowhead Pride joining us uh, here he's on the beat and he'll tell us hey welcome on the show man good to meet you hey what's going on guys all is uh, right in the world the Chiefs are back in another Super Bowl Steven I and just I hate you so much I mean like <laughs> you um it's so unbelievable how predictable this is and i'm i I picked the bills i picked the ravens and i feel really really stupid um this feels like the most improbable chiefs run to the super bowl but in a way the most predictable at the same time i know those are confounding principles yeah i mean i think i think it's definitely their toughest run and we've seen it all season long like this is maybe the least complete team offensively that they've ever had but the thing that's been discounted all season long is the Chiefs defense is absolutely elite and we saw that again yesterday it doesn't matter if it's at home or on the road like this Chiefs defense has enough stars and enough playmakers to go compete with anybody and you know it's funny uh Steve as we look at them that they're not going to get the credit they're due for getting where they are it's certainly not going to be a a defense first discussion when we talk to Chiefs. It's going to be Mahomes and everything that he did, and rightfully so. And I think yesterday, for at least in my mind, what Patrick Mahomes was and is was defined by what he did yesterday because it was probably his ugliest playoff game. But it was it, it showed where he is now in his career. And while you know he'll not pass Tom Brady at least in his play yesterday, and with a ring, another ring, he certainly joins that club. Talk about what Mahomes did on his own outside of what we even know about to get them here yeah it's been you know i mentioned that this is the toughest season they've really had to fight through and it's crazy because this offense all year long has been the biggest reason that they're losing football games not the biggest reason that they win football games like if you look at their schedule and you look at their close losses to good teams in the regular season like their loss to the eagles lost to the bills if got a bunch of them all year long and in all of those games the offense had some kind of critical error some kind of turnover something that wound up losing them the game while the defense played elite all season long and it really took them as long as 17 weeks through the regular season to figure out we don't got to drop 35 points a game we just need that we need to not turn the football over and put our defense in a bad situation and our defense will go do their job, and they can do enough that we win football games. And it felt like they didn't really commit to that 
until week 17 against the Cincinnati Bengals when they really leaned into Isaiah Pacheco, Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey, and nobody else. And then we can win like that on offense because our defense is elite and they won't give up a bunch of points. And once they finally did that, now the Chiefs are actually winning football games. They're actually completing games. And it's just it's insane that it took them 17 weeks of the regular season to actually commit to that way of winning. Steven, I think that when we think of dynasties, we think of nothing but excellence. You know, we think of the Cowboys. They went 3-0 and in their three Super Bowls in the 90s. But I think what gets forgotten is they lost an NFC Championship game right there in between in that, in that fourth year. And I think maybe the concern was, I look at the Tyron Matthew, the Chiefs fans, or a toxic fan base moment is like a real, you know, this is the moment that the crap is starting to hit the fan for the Chiefs. But it feels like... They've been able to kind of make it through the muddier parts of, of a run to the, a dynasty, I guess, the losing the title game, losing the Super Bowl. Do you feel like they need this win to, to properly be regarded as a dynasty at this point? Probably in most people's eyes. I still regard them as a dynasty, whether they win this one or not. And, you know, I, I think they've got a really good chance. But I, I just think what they've accomplished, like, you know, you talk about. You know, Patrick Mahomes at this point is really only going to be short of Brady with what he's accomplished so far in his career. And he's just on uh, an all-time run. Like, like there, there's no other way to put it. There, nobody's ever started their career this way. He's never not played in an AFC championship game. He's, been to, he's going to his fourth Super Bowl now. And I understand we, we talk about dynasties like you got to win three rings, and they've certainly got an opportunity to do that. But as far as I'm concerned, they're already a dynasty with what they've accomplished because this run is absolutely insane. Never not started an AFC championship game. That It's hard to even fathom that. Uh, we, as we look at the, the Chiefs and headed toward Las Vegas, one of the ways they got here is through Travis Kelsey, though we hadn't seen him in a while. He kind of looked like he had run out of gas. We saw a lot yesterday. In your experience with the team, how much of his route running is just he and Mahomes, and how much of those are called routes that he seems to always be open, at least in the big games? It's I would say it's maybe like, 10% of the plays total or like Travis Kelsey freelancing like him and Mahomes giving each other a nod before the snap and saying like, this is open. This is where I'm going to go. And I think that's another thing that the offense really, really missed this season. Like there's nobody else on the offense. We started a little bit with Rasheed Rice late in the year after he had developed and gotten some reps under his belt. But for the most part, there was nobody else on the offense that could be like, Hey, Pat, I see the way they're playing me. I can go I can go find this open space. Just look for me there. And that chemistry is really important. But most of the time, it's Andy Reid. And, and Travis Kelsey has said that multiple times this season. He gives all the credit to Andy Reid, of course. But um, it, it's just, it's really, with them, it, it's more like, hey, this is the route I'm running. I think this is going to be open. Just know where to put the ball. And that that's a, a lot of the communication stuff that I think the Chiefs have lacked with other guys on offense, that mm. Kelsey and Mahomes are just are totally in sync all the time. Steven, you're very used to the Chiefs being in the Super Bowl and very used to the same stories being told over and over and over again. <laughs> um, you, you, though put my attention at least on the Jerry Sneed earlier this season on our podcast on TJ football. Um, so what is something that we don't know? What is something that is still somehow unknown relative to the overall chiefs sphere um, that is you know worth paying attention to over the course of the next two weeks? I think it's rookie safety, Chamari Connor. Um, 
This is so similar to Legarius Sneed in a lot of ways. Sneed was a fourth round draft pick who kind of came in uh, playing a little bit of like hybrid safety corner and then really transitioned to a full time corner, was a full time slot corner for a couple of years, and he was tremendous at that. And then last season, we really t- saw him take the step to being like a full lockdown corner. And then this season, he's been elite, all pro caliber all season long. And Jamari Connor has kind of stepped into this Swiss Army knife role for the Chiefs secondary because Brian Cook got injured earlier in the season. He's out. He's not going to play again this year. Mike Edwards has been really banged up the last couple of weeks. And Jamari Connor has stepped up. In that game against the Bills, Jamari Connor, according to PFF, was their highest-rated player in the secondary. And this is another fourth-round rookie that Brett Veach just mm-hmm. seemingly absolutely nailed. Like if he was when he got drafted, everybody was like. Oh, he's kind of a special teams ace player, but he's not more than that in the NFL. And he's been way more than that so far for the Kansas City Chiefs. There's a case to be made that Jeremiah Connor is the most talented safety that they have on the roster. And nobody knows anything about him because unless you watch the Chiefs every single week, like, why would you know who Jeremiah Connor is? And he's actually been really important for the Chiefs in, in their last two playoff games. So I actually think he's got an opportunity to low-key have a big role in the Super Bowl uh, here in a couple of weeks. He is Steven Serta on our Buyer's Barricade guest line. He writes with Arrowhead Pride. Uh, as we look at Kansas City, and of course the storyline will be uh, in the future, will be told with Taylor Swift intermingled with just about every game. On the inside, what has this meant to you guys? I mean, positively, negatively? I mean, this, this Taylor Swift thing has gotten out of control early, and it has just stayed huge all season long. I am, I am kind of obsessed with it, like I'll be honest <laughs> with you guys. Uh, I'm, not, I, I'm not like a big Taylor Swift person, was not before the season at, at all. And, you know, I, obviously I know who she is and what she's accomplished in her career, but I, I just think this team and all of the storylines they've gone through and coming into the season, it was like, how could they get any bigger than they are right now? How could they get any more famous or, or popular or hated, whatever it is, across the country? And they did that in every possible way this season, including making the country's Taylor Swift fans Kansas City Chiefs fans. True. And it, it's just it's been something that's really cool to watch. It's something that was completely unexpected. And it's just another storyline of, of this team. I imagine she's going to be at the Super Bowl, and I imagine she'll be going up to the Chiefs find a way to get a win. Uh, Steven, uh, what people don't know about you that I do is that you are a cinephile. Um, Steven's on Twitter at Steven Serta, and I need you to, to break a tie for us, if you will. <laughs> Actually, so, so everyone knows, Steven and I were texting about the Iron Claw over the weekend. He watched it as well. <laughs> uh, but Steven, Rob and I disagree. I won't tell you how on the – dune franchise one of us thinks it's great one of us thinks it's trash so as somebody who is authorized to offer legitimate movie opinions well, your thoughts i'll on be dune. the judge of that so we're, we're just talking about the most recent dune movie or like just in general? yeah disregard, well, disregard the 1984 film for the most part you can factor it in as a as a relevant data point if you'd like but you know the meat of this all um like the like the fried chicken you made over the weekend um is the the most recent <laughs> film and the one yet to come so, uh, the first one by Denis Villanueva, who I think is a brilliant filmmaker. Um, I think it's a solid movie. I don't think it's an amazing movie because there was so much left to talk about and so much to discuss. And it's just the first chapter in his right. movie. And 
you know, he wants to make a, a trilogy over the first two books and, and everything. Like, there's just so much left to talk about. And if you don't know the story of Dune, um, I think the first movie was totally, totally serviceable. But uh, there's still so much left to discover about the story, so many characters to introduce. I think the second one's going to be an excellent movie, I hope. I'm really excited for it. But if you didn't love the first one, I, I totally get it. Because there's just, there's so much that has yet to be covered. And they just kind of end the movie abruptly, which is kind of annoying. But overall, it's a solid movie. It wasn't quite as complete as the first version. And the first version was just... Uh... Uh, and uh, a, a a reach that what didn't quite match the grasp. And this one, they, yeah, it felt cut off. But the Herbert book was kind of they 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 held true. I, I'm down. I'm excited about it. I like it, Stephen. It it sounds like you think it's more trash than gold. Oh if you come have to on! Don't one put words in his mouth, RJ. That no, sounded like I, an endorsement to me. I I like the movie, but as somebody who has read all the books, is a big fan of the series. Like, I understand the frustration of right. the abrupt ending and being like, well, what's going on? It feels like this isn't a complete movie, because it's not. Because really, the first two movies are really kind of one movie. And I, I think the, the issue with the original Dune movie in the 80s is that they tried to compact all of that into one movie, and they just right. jumped ahead and missed yeah. huge chunks of the story. Yeah. So it's going to be excellent. And I like the first one, RJ. I, I do. It's, it's an enjoyable movie. could be better, but... It's fine. More importantly, it is nice to discuss movies that are in theaters right now that matter. It's been a long time since it's happened. Uh, we're talking <laughs> with Steve Serta with the Arrowhead Pride as his Kansas City Chief beat takes him all the way to Las Vegas. Of course, we'll be there, too. Uh, Steve, we, we look forward to seeing you in Vegas. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Ho hope, uh, hope the Chiefs get another one.